Welcome to Couch Chats, your go-to podcast for raw and inspiring messages from myself and other female entrepreneurs all around business and mindset. I am your host, Jess Williamson, an award-winning business and mindset coach and a serial entrepreneur having scaled four successful businesses. My purpose is to help you unleash your unique superpowers and to build the life and business of your dreams. Let's get into today's episode. Today, I have my friend Erin Henry on the podcast. She is an absolute whiz. She is a business coach as well. She shows up online in her element. She is amazing. If you haven't checked her out, make sure you go and have a look at her on her Instagram. She does a lot of fun reels. She also has a podcast, the Chillpreneur podcast, which I was recently on as well. So make sure you go and check out her Chillpreneur podcast and listen to that episode because it was an incredible episode. But let's get into this episode with Erin. We chat all things content creation, showing up consistently, mindset, of course, and so many things. It's such a fun episode. Let's get into it. Hey, Erin, I am so excited to have you on the Couch Chats podcast. Hello, my lovely. Man, I feel like I should be sitting on a couch. I'm sitting on like the most Uh, uncomfortable chair ever. (laughs) I'm not on a couch either. When I first started it, I used to like get people into my office and we had a couch and it was a whole fun thing on Instagram Live, but now it's a podcast, so (laughs) people can't even see where we're at. Oh my God, it's so fine. Well, let's just pretend we're sitting on a couch together. Let's just make that visualization. <laughs> let's do it. And one day, hopefully we can, but I like to start off with like a little bit of context on why we're here. So fun fact, I was actually on your podcast three years ago and I found it the other day and I haven't had the guts to listen to it again yet because I'm like, this is going to be horrendous. I never go back and look at my old content in all honesty, because I'm like, what's the point? Like you evolve so much as a human being so regularly. Like I probably don't even look back at content from like a year ago because I'm like, I'm just going to look at it. I'm going to cringe. Like I'm going to feel like a totally different person and probably not be able to resonate with like half the stuff that I'm saying. So I'm like, what's the point? Maybe, you know, look back at things for analytic perspectives. But other than that, I'm like, let's just keep moving forward and evolving as humans. Cause I wouldn't listen to that episode either, man. We're probably both totally different people since then. That's such a long time ago, but it also feels like yesterday. I'm excited to chat because you are just smashing it at all things content. And you've had like a rebrand and a rejig of a whole bunch of things. So take us back to when you first started, because obviously, as you just said, we always continue to evolve. Your brand changes, your vibe changes, everything changes as we grow. So take us back to when it first began, because everyone might look at you with your following on Instagram and your amazing fans and everyone that's following you and your podcast and all of the things look like it's incredible, but obviously everyone starts somewhere. So take us back. So I actually started all of this in... 2014, like such a long time ago now it feels. And really where my kind of content journey started was on YouTube. Like that was really the thing that kickstarted my brand, my business and everything. I basically got the advice from someone that, you know, in order to kind of like ride this wave of digital entrepreneurship, if you will, the first thing that you need to do is build an audience. And I think that there's so much rhetoric in this entrepreneurial space these days that's all focused on 
profit and building a product and all of these different things. And whilst those are important, obviously, from a monetization perspective, I think so many people neglect the most important part of that, which is in order to actually make money in a business, you have to have a community of people that are ready to buy that particular product, those adopters, if you will, early adopters, if you will. It's always made sense to me that in order to build a profitable and a successful and an impactful business, you need to have a community of people around you. A lot of people are going to go and call that leads, but I like to call it a community because there's so much more than just selling products to these people. There's so much relationship that gets built from that connection that gets built from that fulfillment and pride that comes from that. And so I've always, always, always focused heavily on content and building an audience and people and building a community of of people around me. But I had a really, really slow start, actually. You know, a lot of people may look at what I'm doing now and and think that, oh, she's living the life of her dreams and she has all of the success. But I've been doing this for seven years, nearly eight years now since I started, you know, posting on YouTube. And it really took me a long time to kind of like get it off the ground, if you will. I remember the days where I was sitting down, I'd post a video and you do the like refresh. You're like refreshing the page, refreshing the page, refreshing the page, waiting. Oh my God, I got one more view or something. And I was like, yeah, that's most likely my mom, you know, but I just kept at it. You know what I mean? I just, I just knew that if it was going to go somewhere that I just needed to keep showing up. I, I really likened it to going to the gym. If you want to get results in the gym, whether that be weight loss or muscle growth or whatever it may be, or you know, a skill in a particular sport, you've just got to show up. And, you know, it's not necessarily hustling your way to success. It's just showing up, whether you're increasing that 1% every single day, it's coding yourself to become the thing that you want to become. And I wanted to be a content creator. And I knew in order to be a content creator, lo and behold, I had to create content. So I just kept posting videos, you know, they didn't get much traction in the beginning until I did get quite lucky and I guess capitalized on a trend. I don't know if you remember the Kayla Itzina's Bikini Body Guide, but that was like really big at the time. And there was all this drama with like Freely the Banana Girl. I don't know if you know who she is, but it was just all this like drama that was going on. And my videos titled specifically around Kayla Itzina's got a bit more traction. And then you know, just kept showing up, kept iterating, kept testing different things, kept putting things out there and pulling back things that didn't work and doing more of what did work. And over time, it obviously just grew into this quite, quite well-engaged community of which now has this incredible mission behind it and, and, and lots of different things that I'm doing. I just want to draw attention to the, to the main point that I'm trying to make here is that it does just take time and consistency when it comes to content. Everyone's so impatient. They want success yesterday. They think it's the norm to like get extreme virality and grow your account to 10K in the space of a month or something because you see this, this success that some people achieve. But if you took the amount of content creators that there actually are, the amount of people creating content on the internet, it's not normal to explode with growth. It is normal to show up day after day, month after month, year after year, and eventually get to where you want to go. I'm with you on that. And I see this all the time, just in general, like in business, in sales, in followers, in all of the things. So how did you cultivate that mindset? Did you just naturally think that way? Or I've just got to keep sticking out and and having that unwavering belief in yourself and that something was going to come out of it? Or did you have to work on that? The thing is, and this is something that I'm really trying to teach a lot more lately, and that is that I have always been at the belief with anything in life, if it's not fun, it's not worth it. Like it really isn't to me. I try so many different hobbies, whether that be like particular sports or learning a language or learning instruments or whatever it may be. 
And I think we all have this concept that if I try something, I have to be successful at it. Maybe it came from my childhood. My mum was very much someone who allowed me to just try a bunch of different sports and quit whenever I didn't want to do it anymore. You know, whereas a lot of parents don't instill that kind of like, it's okay to quit belief. And so I've never had this pressure of like, things have to work. And so everything that I've ever approached in my life, it's like, I hope that it works. I have faith that it works. I know that if I keep showing up and just getting excited by every single small win that I achieve, that eventually one day it will work, but I'm not going to do something unless I enjoy it. And so for me, if it's not fun, it's not worth it. And that's why I'm so passionate about telling people, if you want to be a content creator, if you want to build a business, do it in an area that you actually enjoy. Because otherwise, you're running towards something that's exhausting and that you're not enjoying to eventually get to somewhere that you're going to turn around and be like, well, now what do I do? Rather than experiencing life and taking a slow stroll and enjoying the scenery and arriving wherever you want to arrive, refreshed and energized and and happy, you know, I don't mind it taking time. I don't mind that it's taken me seven, eight years to get here. I don't mind that I still got so much further to go because for the most part, you know, like let's say pandemic aside, the last seven years has been an absolute blast. And I've had a really, really good time doing this stuff. And so I'm not in such a rush to get anywhere because truly I I know that anywhere doesn't actually exist anyway. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So much value in there to unpack. Hello, hello. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I wanted to let you know about my dream big journal. Not only is this journal the most beautiful journal I've ever seen, I might be biased because I designed it, but it is also super impactful. And so I have created this journal to help you work on your goals, but also to work deep into your mindset so that you can have more success in your business. But I wanted to share a quick snippet because with the journal, you get a whole entire goals and mindset course so that you can get the most out of it. So I wanted to share a quick tip from the journal today, but I go way deeper in those videos. Now, when people work on gratitude, they often work on, I'm grateful for my home, I'm grateful for my food, and those are great, but they are working on the basic human needs level. When you've got challenges such as no one's buying from me, I'm not growing fast enough, why are they doing better than me and all of these thoughts that come up in business, then we need to actually work on our gratitudes at a self-actualization level so we could then switch our gratitude to all of the amazing customers that we've received today or the 10 orders that we did receive even though it's down, it's still 10 amazing orders. And so this is my tip for you today is to practice gratitude in the areas where you are seeking growth and that is going to have so much more of an impact on your success and your growth going forward. So if you do want to get your hands on the journal and all of those amazing videos and tips, then click the link in the show notes and you'll be able to shop there. Otherwise, head over to my website, jessicawilliamson.com.au. Let's get back to the episode. What would you say to someone who finds it fun or wants to find it fun in a way but they just like are either coming up with excuses or there's something getting in their way or you know they don't have the time you know there's all these things and you always talk about showing up consistently and just doing small things to make it possible what would you say to someone who is really wanting to do it but is not quite there yet 
they have to work on their confidence. And I know that sounds so, so cliche, but the reality is that if you're making excuses of the fact that you don't have the time, that's not true. We all know that's not true. You know what I mean? You can get it done. You can find the time. Everyone can find the time and it is a matter of prioritizing something. But what we actually do is we self-sabotage with these kinds of excuses. Like I don't have the time. I don't have the skills. I don't have the know-how. I don't enjoy it. I don't enjoy it in and of itself can be a form of self-sabotage. Maybe if you let go of the perfection and the pressure, you would enjoy it, but you're not enjoying it because you're feeling so much guilt and stress around the thing looking a particular way because of what social media conditions us to produce, right? And so people make it not fun for themselves by putting this pressure on themselves, which comes as a form of self-sabotage. So the first thing you need to do is just really work on your relationship to yourself. When you learn to build that confidence and cultivate that confidence because you're proud of yourself, you love yourself, you you know are enjoying yourself. That sounds slightly sexual, but what I mean by that is like, you're enjoying your own company. You're enjoying the content you create. Like anything that happened beyond beyond that doesn't really, really matter. You know what I mean? And again, like, think about it like this, you know, if someone said to you, go and, you know, whatever, do your favorite thing that you want to do, maybe through that's walking or gardening, there's very little resistance towards that. Why? Because for the most part, there's no self-judgment. There's no self-criticism. We're not worried about what other people think. We just do it. You know what I mean? We don't make excuses about the time it's going to take or what it's going to look like. And we just do the thing because we enjoy it. Like that's ultimately the position we want to get to with our content strategy is just doing the thing because we enjoy it. But in reality, so many people are so worried about the output and what it's going to mean from them from a judgmental perspective because they don't love themselves. They don't have a good relationship with themselves. And so what they do is they put more value on the opinions and perspectives of other people, right? Rather than saying like, I'm just going to do this because I love it. I'm going to do it because it feels good. And I'm proud of what I'm creating, you know? So if you're putting too much emphasis on your personality or your experience as a human based on what other people are mirroring towards you, then the first thing you need to do is come back to self. And this is a really important point that I wanted to chat about because for so long you hear people saying, be yourself and you're quite extroverted and you love dancing and and being crazy and sharing yourself. And I think that's amazing. And then for me as an introvert, I was like, hmm, so being myself means that I have to be a little bit more crazy and a bit more loud. And then I was trying to like fit into this extrovert ideal. And then I had this light bulb moment like a while ago. And I was like, I can just show up and literally just say what I have to say on a reel, like me just talking as if it's a story. And that's it. Like, I don't have to dance. Maybe I might want to sometimes, but you know, I don't have to do all these things, but I think so many people, again, only realize what's possible once someone else shows it to them. But how would you say for someone who's maybe still in that point where they're like, oh, I just don't quite know what's me, like what's right for me. How would you encourage people to really discover like their strengths and how to show up as them? Spend more time alone. That's the biggest thing. Like actually get to know yourself. You know, when you first get into a new relationship and you're so inundated by that person, you want to spend all that time with them. You want to get to know them. You want to have conversations with them. You start wanting to, I don't know, dedicate love songs to them. Like do that stuff for yourself. Take yourself on dates. Experiment with different things. Try things. If you've got an interest in painting or if you've got an interest in you know, horse riding or something like try it out, like get to know what you like and what you don't like, because that's the only way you're really going to build yourself 
a really solid identity. You know, I have been doing this a lot over the past few years. I, I just finally just said, you know what, effort, like I'm going to go try the things that I've always wanted to try. And for me, that was martial arts. That was motorbike riding. That was DJing. And it's like, I'm building an identity for myself that I can then build into the brand that I'm building online, which is not really doing anything other than showing up as yourself. But I've gotten to know myself, not as who I think I needed to be, but actually as who I am. I teach this in like my influencer vibes course, which I know obviously you talk and, you know, we go into that specifically in module one, where we go into like discovering the things that lit you up as a child, like which particular movies and what characters in movies like stood out to you. I loved the movie Milan as a child. Like it was my favorite Disney movie. And I explored that. I was like, why did I love it so much? Cause she's badass you know what I mean and why is she a badass look at her fighting martial arts I went and did martial arts and it was like the best thing that ever happened to me so it's like you have to discover yourself first you have to follow these little tethers of things that you're interested in or have been interested in throughout your life and actually have the courage to go try those if you don't actually like it or it doesn't work out the way that you thought it would that's fine don't be afraid to quit things either but in order to really show up as yourself online the first thing you've got to know is who am I actually? And it's really interesting that you made the point of like, you know, you hear so much about be yourself, be yourself, be yourself, but everyone then takes that as like, I need to be the internet version of myself or the performative masquerading version of myself. No, you've got to do exactly what it tells you to do. And that's be yourself. And I honestly think the version of yourself that you need to be, this sounds really weird, but it's the version of you that you are when you're like at your most present. And what I mean by that is like, for me, it's maybe I've had a glass of wine. I'm with my friends. I'm a little bit cheeky. I am a little bit loud. You know, I'm just totally relaxed in this space and time. I'm totally present. I'm not thinking about anything. I'm not trying to be anything. I'm not trying to perform. I'm just being myself, maybe being a bit of a smart ass, you know, whatever, trying to be a bit funny, like that version of you when you are your most relaxed, your most present and your least self-critical is the version that you want to try to work towards getting to being online. It takes time. It takes work. Even the tonality of my voice has changed over the years because I had more of a performative, like high school presentation style of showing up online in the beginning. But as I've relaxed into being myself even more, I talk as I would, as if I was in that really comfortable state with my friends. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do that. And that's the reason why I haven't gone and listened back to that podcast because we think, oh, I've got to get into my podcast voice and then I've got to get into my Instagram stories voice. And so many great points there because so many people do think I need to be what everyone else is being on the internet and the rise of things like TikTok and all of these things showing us that we need instant results as well, or that we delete things. You know, if we don't get enough likes, it must mean that no one likes us or, you know, and you see people deleting things. It's like, just leave it there. Too bad if you get zero likes, zero comments. Let's just keep going. (laughs) I know. And it's usually those pieces of content that it didn't have as much general success because, I mean, there's so many variables as to why something succeeds and and doesn't succeed. And Yeah, some things just catch on and there is some, some science towards contagiousness, if you will. But a lot of the times, like there have been things that I've posted and maybe I 
felt a little more vulnerable about them or they didn't perform as well. And yet then someone comes along and is like, I want to hire you for 12 weeks as a coach because this particular thing spoke to me. You know what I mean? Like there's a reason why you created something. You had an intuitive feeling that that message needed to get out into the world. Don't delete it. Somebody somewhere needed it. And that's why I think we're so heavily focused on numerical value. Like that's just a part of the human experience because we're so conditioned to want to measure things and numbers are obviously an easy way to measure things but then we put so much value my partner said this the other day like put so much value on value you know so whether it's x amount of money or x amount of followers x amount of likes x amount of whatever you know what i mean these these very vanity based metrics when we're not actually putting enough emphasis on the the less tangible value in things like if you post something and maybe it didn't get again that general success but how do you know that someone wasn't having a really hard day and contemplating some really terrible things and they saw that post and it was the thing that saved them? You know what I mean? Or, or, or you know, someone showed their partner something that you said and it, and it opened up a conversation that ended up saving their relationship. Yeah. You never know the flow-on effects that are happening. And the one thing that helped me with my confidence in the beginning because I was – I felt very seen and vulnerable and, you know, showing up on the stories initially. And the one thing that got me through, like, I never got many replies or anything, but I got one reply that said, I really needed this today. And like that made it all worth it. And from that moment, even if I didn't get that message, I'd probably still be showing up. But that one message made me realize not many people saw this, not many people wrote to me, but the one person that did, I wouldn't know if they didn't write that. So I'm showing up anyway. And, and that makes the biggest difference. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, again, we're so focused on ourselves when it comes to content creation. And how does this make me look? And how is this going to be reflected? How am I going to be judged? When I think what we actually forget, specifically from an entrepreneurial perspective, is that like, we are just the messenger. You know what I mean? We are just the delivery person. We are literally like the OzPost delivery driver of this message. And we're out there to give it to other people. And so the most important person in that conversation then is the receiver. It's how is it being received and people aren't always going to respond but you know what i mean you you just don't know and you've just got to have blind faith that it is being received in the right way and that it is making an impact i mean i often think about my own consumer behavior i very rarely interact with posts you know there have been posts like when i was going through a breakup at the end of last year things that i was listening to and watching that holy moly like blew my mind helped me make the decision the best decision that i've ever made in my life helped me get through a really difficult period of time that followed that i never interacted i never responded but like some of these things changed my life i just didn't because you know whatever i just i didn't you know i i didn't feel like i i wanted to or it was more of a personal experience that i was going through myself that i didn't necessarily need to share on the internet but there were content that people were creating that i didn't like i didn't comment on and i didn't follow the person that literally changed my life you know what I mean? And so then I take that experience and I just have blind faith that I'm putting stuff out onto the internet and maybe people aren't responding, but it's still doing the job that it's supposed to. And that's making an impact on people. Yeah, absolutely. What would you say to someone then who is really stuck in that fear, in that fear of judgment? So even if they're like, I know it could help someone, but I'm just so afraid. A hundred percent what I said before, it goes back to you building a relationship to yourself. Realize how freaking proud you should be of yourself when you realize how cool and awesome you are as a human being. Like that fear 
is never going to go away necessarily, but it does start to take a back seat when your relationship to self starts to drive, you know. But the other thing is as well, I really want to skydive, right? And I'm afraid because I don't know why. I'm just afraid of it. I can do so much research and personal development work. I can journal until literally my hand cramps up about why I shouldn't be afraid of skydiving. There is only one thing that is going to make me not afraid of skydiving and it's skydiving. Like you're always going to be afraid until you do the thing and you prove to yourself that it's not as bad as your mind is making it out to be. Like actually going in there and taking the action. And I know a lot of people would then argue, but I'm so afraid I can't take the action. You can. That's the thing. You can. You've just got to kind of push yourself a little bit more to do it, recognizing that you're stronger than you're leading yourself to believe. And so it does come down to if you're afraid of showing up online, that's exactly what you need to do, show up online. If you're afraid of going live, you need to go live. If you're afraid of selling, you need to sell. And you may be afraid the second and third time you do it as well, but over time you will acclimatize to that experience. You will prove to yourself that it's not as bad as all these little voices in your head are telling you that it is. And then you're going to get results, which are going to make you feel really good eventually, not straight away, but eventually you'll get some results that is going to make you turn around and be like, man, I'm glad I just pushed myself to do that in the first place. Yeah, it's huge. And I was even just thinking back just then, like the first time I did public speaking, I knew I had to do it because it was going to help gain awareness for my business. And it was a terrible shit show. Like I broke the clicker, uh, you know, it was terrible, but I got like 1% better. And then someone who was at that event saw me two years later and they're like, holy shit, Jess, you have improved so much. And then they saw me two years later again. And you just continue building on it, you know? So, and it's funny as well, because I think content creation is a very unique environment or construct of which we have. And I guess it has to do with social media and comparison, but like, there is no, there's very little other areas of life of which we have this expectation that we're going to be amazing straight away. You know what I mean? Like if you were going to learn a language, like nobody's expecting to be fluent the day that they download Duolingo. And yet they expect to be like, Steven Spielberg the first time that they post a video to YouTube. There's very few other areas of life in which we have the expectation for instant results and instant success, instant skill, and don't just allow ourselves the time to suck. Like, you're going to suck. I suck so bad in the beginning. My first videos, and I leave them there because it's such a good example of myself and how I got to where I am today. I didn't get to where I am today by like being naturally talented. I got to where I am today by creating thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pieces of content on the internet. And I don't know, going in with blind naivety that one day I would just get better. And you know what? You do eventually, because that's like, how linear evolution happens. If you keep moving forward, eventually those skills will develop. Oh my gosh. So many tips. I feel like everyone's going to be rushing away to go and get (laughs) jump online or go spend some time with themselves. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and all of your fun influencer vibes with everyone today. And so many great tips. Where can everyone find you if they're not already following Yeah, definitely come hang out with me on Instagram. That's like my favorite platform. I love showing up there. I do little dance parties. I have my hashtag dancepreneur party. So if you do want to do a little boogie, come hang over with me on there. But yeah, that's definitely the place that's best to connect with me. Send me a DM. I love to chat all things content. Content's honestly my favorite thing to talk about. It's changed my life just from so many different things, from a confidence perspective, from obviously a business perspective, like just 
building a brand and creating content and, and most of all building a community online has just taken my life in a completely different trajectory than I ever thought possible. So I just want to share with as many people that, again, if you be patient and you just keep showing up, like everything we've spoken about today, you'll look back one day and be like, man, I'm so glad I just did it. And then people can also find you over on the Chewpreneur podcast as yes, well. Yes, yes. We're going to sit down and record an episode now with you as well, talking Yay. all about <laughs> building your business around your life, which I'm so excited to chat about. Oh my gosh, I'm excited too. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Couch Chats today. You're so welcome, lovely. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you did, make sure you screenshot it, share it to your social media and tag me and Erin so we can share the love right back. I will see you next time. Make sure you hit subscribe so that you know when there's a new episode and you can stay up to date because there are some really epic episodes coming up and we're getting close to the end of the year. So I will see you all very, very soon. And I hope you're feeling pumped and excited to go and create a ton of content. Oh,